Howdy all, welcome to episode 37 of Running with Sam and Dave. We are uh, going through 1 Samuel chapter 9. Last time we did the first four verses and we were reading about Saul and how he was looking for his father's donkeys. He and his servant have been searching all over for these donkeys and cannot find them. And so verse 5, it picks up and it says, And when they had come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us return, lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. And he said to him, this is the servant saying to Saul, Look now, there is in the city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. So Saul says, let's go home. Otherwise, you know, my dad's going to start worrying about us because, you know, his son's more important to him than donkeys. And the servant says, well, wait, in this town, there's a man of God. And this man of God, he's an honorable man. All that he says surely comes to pass, which when it comes to being an Old Testament prophet, this is the standard, right? The standard for an Old Testament prophet was that their prophecies all had to come true. If they made a prophecy that was incorrect, well, that meant they were a false prophet. And the consequences of such uh, were uh, severe. So it was important that everything they say came to pass, uh, came to pass. And it's unfortunate in our in our modern day to days, there are many people that uh, claim to speak prophecies, words from God, right? You know, and there, I'm not one to say that that uh, that type of thing doesn't happen. That God doesn't give people um, information. Um, you know, there will be people that argue about that and they'll say, "Well, the Bible is complete," but I think uh, it's possible that God would give you. Uh, a word um, for the future for some individual person or for, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've witnessed certain things like that. I don't see in the Bible necessarily saying that, uh, that that ceases at a particular time. I know some people will say, well, Mike, it says, you know, where there is, where there's uh, prophecy, prophecy will seek, where there's tongues, tongues will seek, cease, where there's knowledge, knowledge will cease. But, you know, uh, and it talks about when the perfect comes. And so there's some debate about, it was the perfect, the word of God is the perfect Jesus return. What does that mean? But um, the long and the short of it is this, and this is the point I was uh, desiring to make, is that there are people today that will say they have a word from the Lord, that they have a, a prophecy for their uh, for their church or whatever they want to, they desire to prophesy. And sadly, so often it it doesn't come to pass because it's not real. It's, it's more out of their imagination than it is a word from the Lord. And, you know, I was, I was at a church one time where a guy said to my wife and I, some things um, speaking like, you know, here's a prophecy for you, a word from the Lord for you. And given time, what he said about, he, he well he gave us some prophecies about our church that we were at. He said, "Oh, you know, your church is going to be growing, and that in the next few years you're going to see an increase in in seniors, like senior citizens, and in uh, junior high school students." Well, that didn't happen. We we saw a growth in our church in babies. All of a sudden, we had a whole bunch of people have babies. Now, if you would have said that months before not knowing our church, being in another state and saying, 
look, the Lord has revealed to me that you're going to have growth in your church, but it's going to be a bunch of babies. And, and that didn't happen. You know, that's not what he said. He said other things would happen. We did not gain any senior citizens. We did not gain any middle schoolers. And the church never did. The church ceased to exist a few years later. And what does that say? Well, it says that his prophecy was false. Now, there's a lot of debate about, oh, does that make him a false prophet? You know, and there was a lot of people in more Pentecostal um, circles that would say, well, no, because um, in the New Testament, when it talks about prophesying, there's a different attitude toward it. It's uh, treated differently than the Old Testament. But my attitude is this. Be careful. Understand the seriousness that we see in the Old Testament of those who claim to speak for God and are not. And the seriousness of they have to get it right. And so I say my attitude is be be have that level of seriousness. Have that that don't don't be flippant and say, Oh, this pop thing pop into my head, it must be from God. You know, you could just say, you know, I just had this thought, and I don't know if this is from the Lord or not, but and then share the thought, you know, um, rather than saying, thus saith the Lord, and then sharing something that, well, it might be, it might not be, but hey, throw it out there and we'll see what sticks. Um, that's a dangerous way to treat the word of God, a dangerous way. We we don't want to have be treating it like some sort of strange fortune telling, you know, or lucky guessing, or, you know, just bad guessing. So anyway, that's what we hear about. That's what they knew about Samuel, right? He's a man of God. He's an honorable man. And all that he says comes to pass. So therefore, perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. And when he says the way that we should go, he's not talking about, let's seek him out for wisdom regarding our lives. Let's go, go to the Lord and, and uh, seek his wisdom. It's, Maybe he can help us find our donkeys, you know, and um, I, I find that kind of comical because it's not that unusual. Um, and at the same time, I'd like to say this. There's nothing wrong with praying and asking God to help you find stuff. I mean, we do that. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed for uh, for keys or for whatever. I remember a while, a while ago where uh, a friend had lost their cell phone, you know, and just said, well, hey, I'm praying for God will show us. And, you know, hey, I was thinking about shortly after that, about where I'd seen the guy earlier that day went up. Sure enough, there was a phone. You know, was that was that God showing me? Well, hey, I, I remembered something I'd seen earlier in that day. But we prayed and we do that around our house all the time. We pray for things like that. Nothing wrong with praying for little things. There's nothing wrong, wrong with seeking the Lord for where, oh Lord, where did I put my keys? Oh Lord, where did I leave my wallet? Oh Lord, where did I leave my two-year-old? You know, whatever. Um, but it doesn't have to just be the big things. But sometimes there are those that they're not really interested in seeking the Lord for the big things in life because ultimately they kind of want to be steering the ship. But when it comes to little things, hey God, I need, you know, I need your help here. I need your help there. You know, I often joke about, you know, being a kid and praying, you know, dear Lord, I have a test tomorrow and I didn't study. I don't know the answers, but you do. And you can tell me, 
Amen. You know, just that silly kind of prayer. Oh, God, help me with my test. But wait a minute, you're, you're asking him for your help with these little things, but you're not willing to submit your life to him for the big thing, your eternal life. You know, it, it is truly amazing how often people will do that. They will go to God for all sorts of things. But when it comes down to really coming to him in need of a savior, say, I'm a sinner. I'm fallen short. I need you, Lord. For some reason, um, yeah, that's a different story. It's a whole lot easier to ask, Lord, help me find my donkeys. They said, Lord, I need you. Not my will be done, but yours. Not my way, but your way. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I have fallen short. I am a sinner. I need yourself. You know, I need your salvation. I need your son to forgive me. You know, I need that. I need that payment for the forgiveness of my sins. So anyway, it wasn't bad, again, that they're thinking about going to the man of God for donkeys. But they're going to get way more out of the deal than that which we will see uh, in just a little bit. Um, he goes on in verse six, he says, and he said, now look, there's, um, well, I just read verse six, didn't I? Um, so next time we'll, I think that, yeah, next time we'll, um, we'll go to, well, verse seven, when Saul says, well, what are we going to bring the guy? If we're going to go ask him for something, we better bring him something. And we'll talk about the rest of the story next time. God bless you.